Thank you for joining the OAS podcast. I'm Dr. Paul Karpecki. I practice in Lexington, Kentucky. I have the honor of getting to uh, do some of the interviews for OIS. I'm always thrilled to get that, that opportunity because we learn about some really amazing individuals who accomplish great things, who share insights that can help all of us to uh, advance in our own career paths and also insights around key roles. And today we have a really exciting one. You know, Peter Solstick is an MD, but also an MBA. He's got both the business and the medical degree. And his current position is Global Head Product Development Division and Chief Medical Officer of Santan, a large company that's making waves in uh, the eye care space and ophthalmology category right now. So, uh, Peter, thank you for making time in your busy schedule. Honored to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Paul. Pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Love to learn a little bit about your kind of your background. If you wouldn't mind just kind of walking us through your personal uh, background, where did you grow up? Uh, your path to Global Head Product Development Division, CMO, uh, kind of the path that you took and and where you are right now. I think you're in Japan currently. Is that correct? That is correct. So, yeah, well, uh, it's been a while, you know, um, but um, I uh, I grew up in, in Sweden, uh, so in Europe. Uh, spent most of my time there, but um, also had the opportunity to, um, you know, move around um, other countries as well. Uh, spent some time, for instance, in in, in Turkey, um, and um, you know, it was um, quite an, uh, a good period, interesting period. My dad's job, so to speak, um, had us move around. Uh, what it, of course, you know, made me, um, you know, having to adapt to new situations all the time. Uh, one of my outlets for making friends uh, was, of course, the opportunity to um, uh, excel in sports, uh, which I did. Uh, so I played, you know, ice hockey, soccer, um, tennis. So that was very helpful. And but but throughout the whole time, you know, moving around, went to a German school, a uh, German private school. Uh, so I kind of uh, grew up with several languages, uh, which has helped me, I guess. I mean, my career in the sense of, um, you know, having moved around afterwards as well, that really helped me. But uh, but yeah, so um, that's where I spent most of my time, um, you know, growing up and in Europe and um, had then the um, opportunity to uh, to move into the industry, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite sport growing up? Uh, so, so I think, you know, my, my favorite sport, you know, being born and raised in Sweden has to be ice hockey, but yeah. I'm sure everybody will know, you know, back then in the, um, well, even in the 70s, but um, 80s, you know, you've got Bjorn Borg, uh, Mats Wilander, Stefan Edberg, and these guys in tennis. So um, yeah. those were also, you know, big favorites of mine. So um, clearly ice hockey and tennis, uh, I would say, were um, my, my big favorites. That's great. How many languages if you, I know you're being modest, but how many languages do you, do you speak that, um, not, not extreme fluently, but enough that you could kind of, uh, you know, conduct a conversation? Uh, I would say five, six. Uh, as of right now, the biggest struggle now is, of course, uh, as you said, I mean, I'm now in Japan, so trying to learn Japanese is not easy. So um, <laughs> whatever whatever advantage, so to speak, I had from previous, you know, with the language is totally out of the w- window here. So it doesn't help at all. <laughs> That's great. So you talked about going to school in Germany um, and then you studied your, is your MD in ophthalmology? And, and forgive me for asking, I should know, but I, I didn't get a chance to pre-interview you like I sometimes am fortunate to do. 
No worries, no worries. No, um, actually, I'm a primary care physician, um, and which really helped me, um, I guess, in my in my career in the industry. Um, as you said, I mean, have both the MD and the MBA, uh, so it was kind of um, like late stage, you know, fifth year or so uh, at med school when I recognized that I actually have a passion for business. So, studied at the um, Open University Business School in the UK. Um, so got um, general management um, experience there. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, doing, um, you know, coming towards the end, so to speak, I recognized that, well, I kind of liked the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, it was very, you know, interesting and um, kind of drew me in, so to speak, and started basically my career at Novartis in, in Switzerland. Makes sense. Did you get into the eye care division early on as a scenario? I mean, you cover a lot as CMO, obviously, for Santen, but the area of, of ophthalmology, how did that develop? Yeah, that's a bit, great question. I mean, it, it was, quite frankly, pure luck. So, so I always liked ophthalmology. It was one of my um, favorite you know, studies uh, while studying medicine. But, um, you know, with, with Novartis, had the opportunity to, um, you know, rise through the ranks. And one of the um, last therapeutic areas I was doing before going into ophthalmology was immunology. And I think that actually helped me um, because as we know, there is a lot of, you know, diseases um, in the eye, which is associated with inflammation. So, so that kind of bridge helped me. And then Novartis offered me the opportunity to become the um, global head of clinical development for the pharma franchise at Alcon. Um, so I took that on and that, that was really um, a, a very fascinating and a great opportunity. Uh, you know, we, we launched some amazing uh, products. Um, so, um, yeah, had a great time doing that. So that was kind of my inroad to ophthalmology. And I think, you know, Alcon really uh, set the stage very well for my uh, next position, which was obviously here at Santa. The Ophthalmology Innovation Summit is back in a big way with OIS 12 being held at the Hard Rock Hotel in San Diego on December 2nd and 3rd. Get ready for our rocking time networking and having fun while expanding your knowledge and making new connections. For more information on presenting or attending, visit OIS.net today. So you probably, you know, going through that pathway, I want to kind of delve a little bit more into the area of Product development, very important area for every company, especially in our field and our world. Um, what were some important lessons you learned along the way and things that helped you to succeed in the area? Because while it is broad, it includes a lot of R&D and, and insights, both internal, external. What are things you learned along the way that have helped you to do a good job in that role with Santan today? Yeah, so, so I think, I mean, First of all, the importance of having the uh, the right leaders and the right people with you, right? Um, mm-hmm. you, you definitely um, can't do this alone. And you know there is this saying: if you want to go for, uh, fast, go alone, and if you want to go far, go together. And I think that is so so critical. And have the the opportunity really, uh, you know, have some great leaders um, at Novartis who also showcase, you know, the importance of um, you know the humbleness, rolling up your sleeves making sure you know the data, uh, really becoming an expert on that um, and, you know, never to give up in adversary. Um, I think if you're looking and we're being very honest, you know, we, we have had our struggles um, getting into the U.S. markets, right? And uh, we obviously had Vercasia, 
last year um, being approved. And now we're working our, our next um, compound here, uh, 117. So I think, I mean, particularly that, you know, that concept of not to give up and making sure that uh, you, you have the science behind you, that definitely has helped me and the team to move forward. That's great. I want to get a little bit into Santen as well. And, you know, as a as global head of product development, CMO, you're really, you know, at, at that executive level that is creating the vision along with some good team members as CEOs and other. What is the current vision? And you've been, I'm going to ask this question in the sense of you've, um, you're right, you took a while to break into the U.S., but then you've really broken in with a vengeance. While Vercasia is there, you have a portfolio with some of the iAvance products that are there. You have another, as you're saying, development on the way. We have glaucoma, other, and then future treatments as well in other uh, ophthalmic areas that are quite exciting. So what is the vision uh, for the company, um, Santen, here in the United States and worldwide? Yeah, great question. Um, so you know, if we're looking at the U.S., I think it's uh, well recognized from our side that U.S. plays a very important role for us. Um, we uh, launched a year, year and a half ago now, uh, back in May 21, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the what we call the midterm plan 2025, where we laid out uh, the the importance of uh, of the U.S. and of course also you know um, China. But with that being said, I mean that followed, of course, the um, the um, the acquisition of Ivans. Um, now, as you said, you know we also have um, Vercasia one one seven. So, so I think I mean U.S. definitely uh, plays a, a, a critical role. The way you know our vision, I mean our what we talk about is happiness through vision, and, and we're a strong believer that you know uh, having having established ourselves 130 years ago here in Japan, we really believe that we understand ophthalmology and it's kind of our quests to go out and spread this to make sure that, you know, other um, countries as well can, can benefit from it. And, and that's basically what we're trying to do, right? I mean, it's taking us <laughs> some time, but I think, you know, we're, we're definitely getting there and uh, we're very excited, you know, with um, where we are as of today with the portfolio that we have globally uh, also. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I think, I mean, those are, you know, definitely um, uh, something that drives us, you know, is this unmet need, making sure that we can serve the patients and achieve that happiness for vision. Yes, it is very exciting. And so it's great to see in the pipeline of products uh, Santen has uh, are, are exciting from numerous areas, perhaps even in RP, we talked about glaucoma, some are device, yep. some are drugs, uh, and all kinds of future areas that you're working in development. Keeps it exciting, I'm sure, but you're right, it requires a really good team when you have that much that you're you're working on at once. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I think, I mean, um, we've been very, um, very, um, you know, lucky in the sense that um, the product development team here really has uh, some great recent hires um, that's uh, very supportive, has great experience, of course, um, also in drug development. And um, I think the uh, the constellation that we have now and the, the leadership of our CEO, Taniuchi-san, um, is kind of all brings everything together. So, so again, exciting times. It is. Now, given that you have some acquisitions, we mentioned iVance, a lot of internal product development and R&D, what's, uh, what's the current focus? Is it internal right now for Santan? Is it external? Is it just 
looking for the right fit and it doesn't really, I know, real focus externally or internally, just looking for the right products? Um, well, we do have a bit of a focus for sure. Uh, so, so I think, you know, the, the way we laid it out, I mean, obviously we have what we call the, um, the kind of the, uh, the basis that we've always been focused upon, glaucoma, dry eye, allergy, um, those therapeutic areas. But then also we have the, the new areas um, kind of listed under wellness concept, and that is, you know, uh, myopia. Uh, I think that is definitely something which is, of course, you know, um, up and coming, uh, ptosis, which is a, a great opportunity, and then moving into the uh, cell and gene therapy area, like with RP uh, and so forth. So, so I think, I mean, those are the ones um, that we're focused upon. Now, with regards to um, external versus um, internal, I think uh, it comes down to the, having the right mix. Um, we... Uh, have a very good network, uh, particularly you know, working very closely together with uh, SERI, uh, Singapore Eye Research Institute, um, also with um, UCL um, in the UK. Uh, those are uh, key partners uh, for us, but always, of course, you know, looking for um, other opportunities to, to partner. But they're the ones where we're very much uh, focused upon getting those uh, new insights. And then historically, Santen has been really uh, having a strong pharmaceutical group um, that's helped us with life cycle management, with you know, new formulations and any types of, you know, ensuring again that we take into consideration uh, the need of the patients. Uh, so, so I think um, those kind of combine both that internal focus, but also that external support from our research uh, collaborations uh, helps us actually to be where we are as of today. That's great answers. How did Vercasia come to fruition? Was that one of those partnering products? Was that all in-house? Uh, how did, because that's the most recent and very exciting product. How, how did that development occur? Yeah, so, so it's uh, it's basically um, in-house as much as it can be, but um, that one too actually came from um, acquisition we did back in 2011, if I'm not mistaken, when we um, acquired a, a French company and um, they, they had this um, molecule, so to speak, um, in the making, um, but we've kind of been bringing it forward ourselves. Um, so, so I think, I mean, Vercasia for us has really been a um, great opportunity, uh, as we said, you know, breaking into the, um, the U.S. market. And um, I think, you know, physicians are excited about that, particularly if you consider you know, the, the disease in, in itself, uh, VKC, uh, and, and what it causes, uh, the implications, you know, for um, young children, adolescents, um, really hopeful that this can actually um, improve their lives. So, yeah. That is exciting. I mean, it's a, uh, I think, you know, while it still is a rare disease, I still believe that we underdiagnose uh, vernal exactly. conjunctivitis. I, I've had a patient um, this summer. It was a young uh, child, okay. sent in about eight years old, and and I looked at the limbus. He had one little area of elevation, a little tranostat area, and that really shifted the diagnosis from, you know, allergic conjunctivitis, which he was referred to, mm -hmm. uh, over to uh, to vernal, and Vercasia yeah. is the first you know drug that I'm aware of for this category. So that's exciting to see something that we can use even long term in some of these patients that require it with this really a really incapacitating itch condition and difficulty in affecting children who tend to rub their eyes, which can then lead to all kinds of problems. So it is exciting. 
exactly. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, you're absolutely right. And particularly that, um, not necessarily, you know, under diagnosis, perhaps misdiagnosis. Uh, so, so that's obviously something that we want to make sure um, that we can go out and, you know, help our physicians to better understand, you know, how to be looking um, at this because uh, many of these children, you know, suffer for several years. I mean, often what we've seen here is it takes, you know, sometimes uh, three to four years before they're correctly diagnosed. And during that time point, it's a lot of suffering, right? I mean, besides the photophobia, I mean, they have also, um, as you know, the cobblestone, uh, the ulcer. So um, yeah, I mean, the sooner we can, of course, just give them the treatment, the better. Yeah, very well said. So what are you most excited about now as far as the uh, pipeline over the next few years? Is it the totality of it? Are there certain areas that excite you more, such as J-Cell? Is it just being involved in, in more unique um, areas that you've always had a focus in, like glaucoma? Just the, the size of the pipeline, what excites you the most currently for the next few years that we're likely to see from Santin? Well, I think, I mean, it, it, it's a combination, right? I think, I mean, it, it's definitely what we have um, in the pipeline and how we're actually developing ourselves as an organization. Um, we spoke briefly about, you know, we have one of our next um, compounds to um, get approval on uh, 117, uh, which is a glaucoma uh, drug. So, so we're uh, hopeful that we'll, we'll have that um, come to fruition. Um, then, of course, we, we have other you know, programs going on in glaucoma in the U.S. But then, uh, of course, the, the new focus areas such as, for instance, myopia, presbyopia, I think that these are very important um, global um, you know, focus areas uh, for us. And then, of course, you know, the cell and gene therapy. So, so I think, I mean, it, it's really the combination, right? It's really to make sure that we're still, you know, supporting the needs for the, um, let's call it the day-to-day -day, um, diseases uh, that we're dealing with, uh, but then also looking into the more innovative spaces as well. So that is exciting. I'm good to see some of the areas like myopia that are certainly an ep uh, epidemic worldwide and continue to increase. And of course, presbyopia, while we have some things currently available. I think there's still an incredible opportunity with just you know, 128 million people alone in the U.S. looking for new solutions. And I think what you're working on is extremely exciting in that area. Uh, so I, I agree with you. It's, it's really one of the most um, impressive pipelines of any ophthalmic company today. And I think it sits a little under the radar. And that's why it's so exciting to get to, uh, to do this interview. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Any additional pearls of wisdom for those listeners who aspire to a role like CMO? And I do hear that. I have colleagues who I've talked to have said, yeah, well, you know, at some point, uh, you know, CMO is something I'd be looking to. Many have obtained an MBA in, a, in addition to their original, uh, you know, degree. But what would you tell them in that regards for those who may be looking to that pathway um, that either encouraging or not in terms of what you believe might be kind of good choices to make or good decisions to determine if that's a good pathway for them? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, first of all, you have to ensure um, that you're passionate about uh, what you're doing, right? Um, I was always fortunate enough to um, work in great teams, um, but also, you know, with great leadership. Uh, so having that leadership, having those great teams, um, and then, of course, you know, doing your own contribution is absolutely critical because I think that that will actually propel you uh, moving forward. 
Um, for, for me, I mean, something that, that I've, um, you know, very much focused upon, uh, I, I got the, what I call the three P's, um, which is the people, passion, and performance, you know, make sure that you have the right people who comes with the passion because you'll have performance. Um, so that actually helps you to achieve your deliverables um, as a CMO, um, as the global head of the um, development division. Um, that's absolutely critical. And as I mentioned, I'm very fortunate enough to to have people who bought into that vision, you know, people who I used to work with in my previous uh, careers uh, came back to kind of rejoin um, or join um, Santen. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, ju just uh, so uh, critical for, for you to, to, um, to have those people around you. I think, you know, as a CMO, of course, you know, there's a great um, accountability that comes with it. Um, so, I mean, that that's really clear that you have to be aware of, uh, that you're really impacting, you know, the lives of, um, you know, thousands of, uh, if not even more of um, patients, people, uh, not to mention your own organization. So, so it's that combination, right? Um, it's that combination of um, you know grit, making sure that you're actually putting in the efforts, the teamwork, um, that humbleness, um, and I think um, that that's kind of what I would say my pearls of w wisdom uh, to to for success. Those are wonderful pearls of wisdom. I I, I love the terms from grit to passion and uh, humility, the teamwork. Oh, so many good things you've said, and I I really do think those are traits that stand out in a, an exceptionally good culture and obviously from someone who's leading as a CMO. Uh, with that, Peter, I certainly want to thank you for a wonderful interview. A lot of great insights, both in terms of design of where someone might look to in terms of Santan themselves, Bracasia is a new approval, and so many things we got to discuss and, and learn more about the company itself and about you. So thank you for, uh, for taking time and your very busy schedule to be part of the OAS podcast. I think it was enlightening. And I think the, re the listeners will find this to be a, a very beneficial um, podcast. So I, I do thank you. Well, thank you so much, Paul. True pleasure. And looking forward to connecting again. Take care. I look forward to that as well. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the OIS podcast. Tune in next week as we chat science, medicine, and industry with ophthalmology's leading experts. Visit OIS.net for more information on podcasts, events, and exciting new features.